I recently helped hundreds of people achieve more in a few months than they had the previous several years. And now I'm getting ready to open up another challenge where I want to help you do the same. Here is actually a short testimonial of someone who was in that challenge. This challenge was hands down the best thing I did all year. And I appreciate the time, energy, and heart that you put into it. My name is Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of many books that have now sold millions of copies. Click the link down below and watch this free training where I will show you these frameworks on how you can achieve more in the next 90 days than you possibly have in the last five to 10 years. Click the link down below and watch the training before it goes away. Welcome back to the 10X is easier than 2X YouTube series. I'm Dr. Benjamin Hardy. I'm an organizational psychologist and best-selling author of multiple books, including 10X is easier than 2X with Dan Sullivan. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about the crucial importance of getting connected to your future self. Now, your future self could be you as an individual. It could also be you as an organization. What is the identity of your organization and what does it look like? And so I'm going to really talk you through that because so much of this series has been talked about getting clear on the 20% using the 80-20 model, going deeper and deeper into the 20%. And from my viewpoint, the 20% is simply the strategy and the pathways to becoming your 10x future self. But before you can really clarify the strategy or the pathways or that 20% that you're going to go all in on, you've got to get connected to your future self because it's the goal that shapes the process. From a psychology standpoint and even an expertise standpoint, there's a whole field on this called deliberate practice. And in order to deliberately practice, you actually have to have a very clear and specific goal. It's not just about accumulating experiences. There's that whole idea that Malcolm Gladwell presented, which is the 10,000 hour rule. And what he means by the 10,000 hour rule, and he actually borrowed that idea from all of the research on deliberate practice. Basically, what Malcolm Gladwell said is, is that usually you're going to have to accumulate about 10,000 hours of practice or of experience to become a world-class expert. And that's not what the research shows. Accumulation of experience is not what ultimately leads you to expertise. It's about the quality of that experience. So it's not about quantity of experience. It's about quality of experience. And you can actually get to world-class expertise in a lot less time than 10,000 hours if you, for example, are in a flow state. If you have epic mentoring, if you're really clear on your goals, if you become really emotionally flexible, and if you have commitment and courage, and if you go deep in that 20%, you can develop world-class expertise very quickly. You can learn very quickly. But before you can even deliberately practice, you've got to get connected to your future self. You've got to know what you're practicing towards. You've got to know the standard that you're working towards. And it's the goal that shapes the process. Mr. Beast is a, a really good example of this, where yes, he's made probably thousands of YouTube videos. So yes, he's made a massive quantity of YouTube videos, but it's ultimately the quality of YouTube videos that he was striving for that's led him to becoming one of the biggest internet sensations, if not the biggest internet sensation in the world. And his standard, his goal was to become the top YouTuber in the world. He wanted to be the best YouTuber in the world. And so that goal shaped his process. Weird as it sounds, it's much easier to get 5 million views on one video than 100,000 views on 50 videos. Like you could upload one great video a year and get more views than if you uploaded 100 mediocre videos. It's like, mm. it's very exponential. One of the things that Naval Ravikant said, Naval Ravikant is a famous angel investor. He said, it's not 10,000 hours, it's 10,000 iterations. But it's not just random iterations, it's iterations towards a goal, toward a standard. So I'm gonna give a quick example of my son, Caleb. I've given this multiple times, but it really helps people understand it. And this, this example is based on a theory called constraint theory. And the essence of constraint theories is that every person or every system or organization has a core goal. And that core goal defines the core bottleneck. And the bottleneck is what needs to be solved in order for the goal to be achieved. One of the core problems that most organizations and businesses have, but also most people, is, is that most of our resources are not on the bottleneck. That goes to the 80-20 rule, is that the 20% is the bottleneck that needs to be solved and made 10 times better, whereas the 80% is noise, which is absorbing most of the resources, the attention and stuff like that. 
So that is the idea of constraint theory. And it's the goal that determines the bottleneck. And if you change the goal, the bottleneck will change. So my son, Caleb, he wants to be a college tennis player. And his coach recently like once asked him, what if he made the goal to go pro? So from my standpoint, that's a 10x jump. That's a quantum leap from college to pro. We talked about it, me and my son. And the main point of this story is if his future self was a college tennis player or if his future self and his goal was to be a pro, those would shape two fundamentally different processes. One of the points of the book is, is that the higher goal would actually have a simpler process. As an example, me and my family, we live in Orlando, Florida. And in Orlando, there are likely hundreds of potential coaches or programs or pathways that get, could get him from where he is to the college level. But if he really wanted to go to the pro level, there's far less pathways. Maybe there's only like three to five truly coaches that would get him, that could get him to the pro level. Like there's far less potential options to get to a higher level. So that's actually a simplifier. That's the part of the truth filter is, is that higher goals, there's less pathways to them. In other words, most of the things that my son is doing right now would not get him to the pro level, but a lot of them would actually get him to the college level. He wouldn't have to make as many adjustments to get to the college level as he would to get to the pro level. The pro level is a much higher bar. Thus, it's a much higher uh, truth filter. But the main point here from a deliberate practice standpoint is, is that the higher goal would require a much different process. It would require different coaches, but it would also require a different form of iterating, right? That's the whole idea of it's not 10,000 hours, it's 10,000 iterations. If his future self was at the pro level versus the college, his daily practice and process, if he was being serious about it, would look fundamentally different. So the goal shapes the pathway, the goal shapes the process. So let me just give you a few tactics or ideas about what has helped me get emotionally connected to my future self and also how, to, how I've been able to take my future self and make it 10 times bigger I love the quote from Napoleon Hill where he said, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, the mind can achieve. Now, conceiving is one part. Conceiving is the mental creation. Stephen Covey even talks about how mental creation precedes physical creation. It is the idea and the goal of going to the moon that ultimately led us to flying to the moon. You don't just randomly accumulate 10,000 hours of experience and get to the moon. You have to have a clear, deliberate goal, which shapes deliberate practice. Deliberate practice meaning the iterations and process that ultimately get you to the moon. You don't just randomly build a house. You first build a blueprint and you have a decision to make the house and then you get the materials that you're looking for. The specifics of the house are going to shape the type of materials you get, the type of construction it is. It's the mental creation that precedes the physical creation. And so that mental creation is what, what Albert Einstein is talking about, imagination. But you need to go from imagination or mental creation or thinking about it. You need to go from thinking to feeling to knowing. I would say that part of what Hal Hirschfeld talks about with having empathy towards your future self is getting to that feeling level getting to that feeling level and beginning to get emotionally connected to your future self. How I do it in simple terms is I journal a lot. I even meditate a lot. I have conversations. It's a practice and it's a skill. Meditation and imagination are skills you develop. And also becoming really honest with yourself is a skill you develop. And learning how to hear your own voice and honestly talk back and forth with your own voice and get to a point of clarity. A simple starting place. There's, there's really a few different directions. One is, is just thinking, and there's also different time frames. Even Stephen Covey talks about imagining your own 80th birthday party and what would matter. People talk about writing your own eulogy. That's one thing that can be really helpful. I sort of think in those terms, that doesn't help me as much. I think in like a 10-year time frame. So right now I'm filming this in 2023. So I could think 10 years out, right? I could think about, so I'm 35 years old. I could think about who am I at 45 years old? What does my life look like? You want to make it vivid, as they say. And so you want to put yourself in that context. 10 years may even be a stretch. And so maybe pull it down to five years. 
Where do I want to be by age 40? Where does my life look like? Where are my kids? What is my situation? What really matters to me at age 40 and where do I want to be? And what matters to my future self at age 40? And really starting to clarify that. Think about that. And being open. This is the empathy piece. Being open that what matters to my future self in five years is very different from what matters to me right now. This is one of the big aspects of the research from Dr. Hal Hirschfield is that he says that often we actually put a magnifying glass on our current perspectives and our current emotions. Because we put that magnifying glass and we overvalue our current emotions and we actually undervalue the emotions of our future self, that often leads us to making short-term decisions. You know, I, I overvalue the fear of this situation. Therefore, I'm going to yield to that fear, even though it may negatively impact my future self. Uh, we underappreciate and undervalue and even undermine the emotions of our future self. Main thing here is lots of time journaling, and you can do it in simple ways. You can write a letter from your current self to your future self. You could do it five years into the future. You could do it three years into the future. You could do it one year into the future. You could do all the above. This is actually what Mr. Beast did. He filmed videos, and they're even on his YouTube channel, said, hi, me in six months, hi, me in one year, hi, me in five years, hi, me in 10 years. So he actually filmed videos of himself talking to his future self in the future. You could do that filming a video. You could do that in your journal. So one way is simply writing a letter to your future self at different time frames, say five years, three years, one year, and write a letter from your current self talking to your future self. You could also write a letter from your future self to your current self. This uh, hits on a lot of research about how you bring the future to you. I could simply write a letter from my 40-year-old self to my current self and say, Ben, yeah, how's it going? 35-year-old Ben, this is 40-year-old Ben, and the year is uh, 2028. Here's my situation. Here's what matters to me. Here's what I'm focused on. Here's how you got here. Here's what I want you to let go of. Here's, but also here's one thing that's really important to know is, is that your future self is massively, they, they love you more than you love yourself. They're more compassionate to you than you are. You want to look in the mirror and see your future self, which is the image. In terms of language and story, you want to speak the generative language. You want the language that you speak to be as your future self, to be operating from your future self. And then ultimately the standard to continuously raise the standard and clarify the standard of your future self, which is going to shape your process, your deliberate practice of who you're becoming every day. Deliberate practice is about what you focus on expands, what you focus on you become. And so because you have a standard, you're now focusing on and mastering at the level. We always master at the level of our standards. You can write those letters. I just love writing in my journal regularly, meditating on my future self. It's a, One thing that's really important to think about is your future self is a draft. It's the draft of a book. Tomorrow, you're going to have even a clear perspective, and it's always updating. You don't have to just find one goal. Now you're stuck forever. Uh, it's always updating. How to get connected to your future self. Journaling. All progress starts by telling the truth. Write as honestly and openly as you can about what you most want, where you would love to be. And then I invite you, whatever the mind can conceive and believe, to elevate that, to make it bigger, to think, what would I absolutely want if I was not afraid of failing or if I wasn't afraid of other people's opinions? What would I truly want to do with my life? If I believed I could do it, if I believed I had the choice, if I believed I had agency, if I had hope, which is really about commitment, a sense of agency that you can choose, and a sense of pathway that you can adapt, learn, and become that person. By the way, pathways thinking in psychology is very similar to deliberate practice, which is adjusting and ultimately creating the path, the strategy, the structure to get you there. One other really important thing to note here is, is that your future self is between you and you. And this is why all progress starts by telling the truth. Very few people are, are open enough to fully admit what they truly want. Most people, they, they actually hold this tight to their chest. They don't admit to themselves what they most want. And so then they pursue what they think they need or what, or what society thinks they need, or they begin competing with other people and making other people their standards. 
that's actually one thing that I've seen. You, you, we've all heard the quote, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. The reason you're the average of the people you spend the most time with is because as people, we typically make other people into our standards. So if someone else is making X amount of money, we then compare ourselves to them and we define that as success. And so we make that our standard. You know, if one of your friends, you know, drinks alcohol, then like you'll you'll make that your standard. We just make other people into our standards rather than ultimately making our future self into our standards and letting our future self be what we most want. Letting our future self be what we shape our life into and what we drive and what we decide. And so one really important feature here is, is that your future self, not other people, not society, not the past, not your current circumstances, your future self is the standard. Your future self is the picture. Your future self is the language. Your future self is the standard that you're now deliberately practicing towards and moving towards and operating towards. And as you take steps forward, that draft is going to update, change, and improve. As you achieve goals, that vision is going to improve. It's always improving. But in psychology, there's a concept called prospection. And the prospection is the idea that the vision of the future, the goals you have for the future are ultimately what are most shaping what you're doing here and now. Getting connected to your future self and then making your future self much bigger is ultimately what's going to allow you to find those pathways, fewer pathways, fewer strategies, getting you deep into the 20%. And then ultimately you having the conviction, commitment, and courage to go deep into that 20%. Back when I was a first year PhD student, I got really connected to my future self as a professional author. So this was back in 2015. I have utilized my future self over and over to make clear leaps towards my life. And as you get more and more connected to your future self, you use that future as the filter for your decisions in the present, which allows you to avoid a lot of the negatives. It allows you to avoid a lot of the distractions and confusions of life, of other people, of the 80%. This is how I was able to honestly make strides uh, very quickly. I knew exactly which college I wanted to go to, and I had my reasons for wanting to go there. And and so I went to that school. Then I wanted to get into a PhD program. Yes, the first time I applied, I failed. And so like then I ended up having experiences, and I was open. There's the whole idea of explore versus exploit. This also fits with flow, that you want to have recovery flow and focus flow. And so you do want to remain open to the future changing and then focus and make progress on that. When I was first into my PhD program, I was really getting connected and committed to my future self as a professional author. Not just as an author who writes books, as a professional author. And when you make the vision higher, the process becomes clear. So once you clarify the goal, the point is, is that you engage in the process from the goal. You want to be, then do, then have. You want to go from thinking to feeling to knowing, knowing that what you want is already yours and getting to the place where you know that what you want is yours and you're operating from your future self in that 20% going deep. And so once I clarified that I want to become a professional author, I started to develop the pathways. That high of a bar to get a six-figure book deal, I needed to have at least 100,000 email subscribers. And so how do I do that? How do I get there? I ultimately started to learn how to blog effectively, build a massive email list. But to blog effectively, I couldn't just write as my current self. I had to write from the conviction, the energy, excitement, and motivation and identity, the picture, the standard, and the story, the language of my future self. And so I invite you, as you're thinking about your future self, which if you make it bigger, then you go from thinking to feeling to knowing, which is whatever you can conceive and believe. The belief part is the feeling part. You have gratitude for your future self. You feel excited about your future self. You've got conviction. You've got why. You've got purpose. You've got reason. You make it emotional. You get to the place of knowing that what you want is already yours. That is faith, by the way. And faith is ultimately trust. It's commitment and it's courage. Basically, you get to the point of trusting your future self more than you trust your current situation. And you then get deep into the process. The goal shapes the process. And going deep into the process means you're emotional about it. You're focused on it. You've got deep why. And you're operating from the future. So whenever I would sit and write, I would operate from the future. And if you look at any high performer, they do have 
routines that get them into that frame of mind, into that peak state. Michael Phelps would always listen to certain music, do various things to get himself into that state of being so that you're no longer doing, you're operating from a place of being. Be from your future self, do what your future self would do, have what your future self would have. Say no to what your future self would say no to. That's being intentional. That's making powerful, wise decisions. Put simply, lots of journaling, walking, honest conversations, honesty with yourself. For me also, prayer is very helpful. Praying, I believe that God allows me and others to choose what we want, but that God will guide us into amazing pathways and in, will also invite us to ponder if certain things would be best or, or not. But we ultimately do get to make that choice. Ultimately, just a lot of getting clear and clear on your own voice and hearing it and being able to talk openly and honestly with the right people. But ultimately, it's you that makes the choice. It's you that's going to choose, not someone else. And taking that ownership, taking that internal locus of control, getting committed to the future self, getting clear on it, letting the future self drive the strategy. The higher the future self, the more direct the strategy. And then tapping into that future self every single day as your strategy. Getting into that future self frame of mind and then operating in the process from your future self, from excitement, from emotion, from conviction, from truly wanting to do it, wanting to do it, and being excited about doing it and playing your own game. Your future self is your own game. It's not anyone else's games. You're not competing with anyone else. This is your game. This is the game you want to play. This is what you deem as success. This is what you value, not anyone else. Talk to you later.